We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TVTPFL. It's Tuesday. It's August 31st. It is 2021. We have 14 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how you doing, my friend? Not too bad. About to head out to Indiana for a nice little golfing trip. So uh, really can't complain. Baseball season's been long, so I'm just ready for Nice little break out in the sun, playing some nice courses. Well, hope you have fun. Um, I'll keep the seat hot for you when you get back. And um, yeah, man, looking forward to hearing about your trip. And um, I mean, we're gonna jump right in. We got 14 games. Hopefully, Monday's slate went well for you. Um, I'm looking like I'm gonna have a pretty good slate. I ended up playing two teams, and um, Alexi, man, 21 fantasy points was um. I hate Chris Paddock now. I really hate him. (laughs) I had the under on his pitching prop, the under on his hit prop, the under on his win prop. Everything parlayed. Luckily, he got pulled at four and two-thirds innings, but the ump was horrible, and somehow they let him go 86 pitches after not pitching for a month. I I still can't believe it. Made zero sense. Um, For someone that they, like, have kid gloves on all the time, I mean, yeah. who knows? So, all right, let's break down this slate. We get started with Philly at Washington. Matt Moore, Patrick Corbin, nine and a half total. Pick him game. Any interest here in Matt Moore? No interest in either picture. It's kind of where I'm at. It's 14 game slate. We could be, you know, somewhat picky. This isn't um, even being picky. They're bad. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. Um, yeah, I mean, let's talk hitters here. We're not going to spend time with these pitchers. Any Philly bats that you like? Um, all the righties with power, who it like Real Muto, Segura, McCutcheon. Love all of them. 
like just all fantastic plays. Corbin has been terrible versus righties this season. Give him a 381 Woba, giving up a 269 ISO. Hasn't given up a ton of fly balls, but still giving up a ton of hard contact. Doesn't strike anyone out. So all the righties, and I mean, even though he's been pretty solid going up against lefties so far this season, he's still not striking him out of a huge clip. And Harper, he's good. I don't care about the lefty-lefty matchup. Um, but the righties, like Segura, Real Muto, just fantastic spots. And then Kach, if he's in there, like, is is by far the best play. Yeah, I like McCutcheon a lot. 330 ISO against right or left-handed pitching this season. He's been fantastic. Galvis has actually been really good against lefties this season, too. We know Corbin really struggles with righties, so any of these righties are in play. Uh, the other side, the, the Washington bats here going up against Moore. Moore struggles a ton with right-handed hitters, too. Um, I mean, Bell has, you know, is a switchy with some platoon, you know, statistics in his favor. Um, I mean, we don't really have a large sample size on Thomas, but he's going to hit leadoff. Um, I mean, any of these guys, any of these righties are in play here. Yeah, I'll pretty much use anyone. I know that a lot of these bats aren't the greatest, um, but any righty in this lineup, I can kaboom. 2.3K Thomas, 2.5K Escobar, if he's in there, Robles, if he's in there, both of them are pretty cheap. Soto, expensive. I don't like using him in lefty-lefty match, but he's a good guy to throw into your stack. Bell's the guy that stands out as just a fantastic play. 260 ISO going up against lefties this season. Matt Moore has been just absolutely thrashed by righties all season long. 41% fly ball rate, 45% hard contact rate. Just a great spot for all the righties. And then it's kind of the same thing as Phillies. Like, if you want to throw Soto in there or Harper in there, go ahead. But they don't grade out as great plays. They just are great guys to have in your stack because they're just elite hitters. All right. Moving on, we got Baltimore at Toronto. Hopefully this game scores more runs than it did yesterday. Keegan Aiken, Hijin Ryu, um, nine and a half total. Blue Jays anywhere from like a 330, and uh, Unibet has them at like a 375. So um, any interest here in Keegan Aiken? No. All right, moving on. Um, I'm answering for you. Yep. Any interest here in Ryu? I mean, he's been a little bit up and down recently. Never know if he's going. He's not generally going to get up to 100 pitches. Baltimore is a pretty solid overall strikeout matchup that really doesn't work the count. But Ryu is really not a huge walk guy, so I'm probably not going to get a, end up going there. I still think that they're top 10 in terms of strikeouts and Woba going up against lefty so far this season. They've actually been not bad versus left-handed pitching. So Ryu 8.6K on this big of a slate. I'm not going to argue with going it, but I will probably have zero shares in it. Yeah, I mean. I think he's okay if you're playing large field tournaments and you want to take shots. But, I mean, I think his overall ceiling is just not high enough. Um, so, if he was 7,500 in this spot, I'd have a lot more interest. He's not. Um, I mean, yeah, he's someone that could put up 30. And, I mean, the upside's there in that. But Baltimore bats. Um, I mean, I don't mind Mancini, maybe Hayes, Mountcastle. What are your thoughts on the Baltimore bats? Yeah, it's pretty much those three. All three of them are actually pretty solid hitters going up against lefties on the season. All of them sitting over a 200 ISO. All of them sitting over a 350 WOBA. They're all good hitters versus lefties. and None of them are really that high priced. I mean, Matt Castle and Trey Mancini both sitting at 3.9K. Hayes is just too cheap at 2.9K. The other bats in the lineup I'm probably going to end up staying away from. I mean, it's not bad. It's a good ballpark, but... 
there's really not a ton to love outside of that. Yes, you can play Mullins in the lefty-lefty matchup, right? He's a little bit splits neutral, but I, don't, I just don't think it's a spot where you want to play 4.9K for him. And even Santander you can throw in a stack if you want. Severino you can, but Hayes, Mountcastle, and Mancini are all actually pretty solid plays at their price tag. Um, I mean, Toronto, they were my favorite stack on – Monday, I'm going right back to the well. Um, you know, luckily Vlad was the guy that I, like I tried to get in um, on both teams, and it worked out. I mean, I think this is another great spot. Aiken struggles against righties. This bullpen's not good, and this lineup with Springer in there now too is just going to be phenomenal. Yep, yep, right. Or Aiken going giving up a whole lot of barrels over forty percent fly ball rate, over forty percent hard contact rate to righties. And this is like, this is the worst team to play in the entire majors if you're a lefty that gives up power to righties. Like, play all the big bats. If you need to round out your stack with Grichik or Giriel or Kirk, like, that's fine. Even Kevin Smith, if he's in there, is super cheap. But pretty much every single batter, one through nine, are great. Springer is too cheap at 4.8K. Now that he's back, Vlad is just the best, one of the best hitters in the league. Just play them all. Miami at New York, taking on the Mets, seven and a half total. Mets a two forty favorite. This is the second game of the doubleheader, so this game will only be seven innings, um, unless it's tied. Cabrera against Williams. Any interest here in Cabrera? I mean, this guy was pretty solid in the minors. His first outing didn't go great; didn't strike out a ton of guys. Still ended up cruising, not giving up a whole lot of um, production. But I, I just like, I don't know. He's probably only going to go eighty pitches which is fine. Um, he is pretty cheap at 6.4K. Like, looking at the cheap range, there's really not a ton to love, and I don't know how many guys I want to pay down for. There is probably one other guy that I prefer over him. But overall, like, you're kind of, it's kind of slim pickings in this range. And it's Magic versus the Mets in Shea. I don't hate it. If I can avoid it and pay up for pitching, I'd rather do that, but He's in consideration. I mean, realistically, when you look at like him just facing Washington, he gets two more outs in this game. He gets a complete game. I mean, so that's somewhat appealing as far as Edward Cabrera goes. So, I mean, he's cheap and the Mets stink. Both of these offenses stink. Um, I mean, I don't want to play Trevor Williams, but I mean, I could see the argument to take chances on him. It's just how deep do we think he really pitches here? Uh, yeah, I don't he's think not he, good. he won't go yeah. late enough. He's only going to go, what, 50 pitches? Yeah, I'll definitely look and see what the bat hasn't projected for in the morning, but I would guess like 65 max. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I'm sitting at. It is a good match going against Miami, but really he's not a great pitcher overall, so you're really just taking the matchup. If I knew he was going to go 80, 85, I'd consider him at this price tag, but probably not going to consider him, considering he's probably going to go 50, 60. I agree. Um, bats in this game, I mean, nah. seven inning game in, in, in this ballpark. I just, I don't have any interest in either one of these teams. Yeah, none. Maybe, when, maybe Pete Alonso, 46, but I mean, again, you're, you're really, Usage, we, we talk about it in NBA all the time, but usage in, in MLB, like getting that extra at bat 
or two even you know losing two whole innings is huge it's literally 20 percent change in expected production yeah i mean like realistically someone could go only get three at bats instead of five it's huge it's huge yeah all right we got boston going up against tampa this game has an eight and a half total uh the rays are 135 favorite um i mean it sounds like Boston's going to do like the whole opener situation with Richards and Perez is going to kind of be the long guy. And then Yarbrough is going to start for the Rays. Um, probably why there's not a ton of books that have this game out right now. Um, any interest in the Red Sox situation here? Yeah, no, I'm staying away from both. No interest in Yarbrough? Oh, no, I meant staying away from both. Oh, okay. Uh, Boston I pitchers. I don't hate Yarbrough. Um, we'll get to a pitcher I like more afterwards. It's just a tough matchup going up against Boston. I know that without Kike in there, they're not as intimidating of a lineup, but they're still solid all the way up and down. Yarbrough really doesn't get a ton of strikeouts. He's a above average pitcher, and they could end up with a decent amount of lefties in there. I don't hate it. Again, it's kind of like with Hernandez. I'm not a huge fan of either. There's one other guy that we'll get to um, that I'd rather go with in this range. So I'm not going to talk you off of playing him, but the matchup just makes me kind of want to stay away. Um, yeah, I mean, look and see what the lineup looks like, but I think overall this is not going to be a spot that I've used Yarbrough short leash if he gets into trouble. Good ballpark. Um, just not the best matchup. Let's talk Red Sox bats. What's standing out to you here for Boston? I mean, not a ton. They're all priced up. Yarbrough is not a horrible pitcher. Um, bullpen behind him is pretty solid. It's a bad ballpark, huge downgrade from Fenway. A lot of lefty-lefty matchups. So, I mean, if you really want to, J.D., Bogarts are fine, but their price tags are kind of where they should be. Dever, Schwarber, both getting a lefty-lefty matchup, not really guys that I'm interested in at their price tags. So I'm staying away from Boston, even though I'm probably not playing a ton of Yarborough. Yeah, I mean – Xander JD is nice. So maybe like just add like maybe doll back or something as a three man. Um, and then on the raise side of things, I mean, anybody towards the top of this order, I think is in play. Lau, Cruz, Meadows, Franco. I, I don't know if I'd go like a full five man stack being in Tampa, but I mean, I think you could, you could piece together a secondary stack or use a one off or even a two, two man stack. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm definitely not against that. I'm really not paying attention to handedness too much with Richard starting off the game and then Perez coming in. So you don't really pay attention too much. Probably getting equal at bats from both of them because I don't know how late Perez is going to go into the game. Um, but Lau, Cruz, Franco, Meadows, Rosaria, all are fine one-offs, all are fine little mini stacks. But, yeah, I don't think i go a full stack here. Oakland at Detroit, eight or nine total in this game. Um, Oakland's a slight favorite at 120. Cole Irvin against Scoble. Any interest here in Cole Irvin? He's he's kind of the guy in this range that I'm looking at. Um, am I crazy? Like, he's been solid for a lot of the season. He has gotten lucky, and he's been beat up pretty badly recently. But he's going up against Detroit, pretty solid overall ballpark. Decent strikeout lineup. Not really a ton of great bats in it. He doesn't strike out a ton, but I think that, like, even though he hasn't gone too late recently, it's largely because he's been getting into some trouble. I think he could go up close to 100 pitches in this outing. So, at his price tag, going up against a high strikeout team in Detroit, 
as long as he ends up fine with Babbitt, I think he could be one of the higher scoring guys in this price range. It's just, is his last few outings actually him just regressing terribly, or is it just because he's just had a rough string and is he going to continue that? But I'm willing to roll the dice on a 6.5K price tag and a plus overall matchup. Yeah, I mean, he's just not a big strikeout guy. He does do a good job of limiting power, throws a lot of strikes. The lineup helps with the strikeout product um, because they do strike out a lot. So, I mean, I think he's okay. He's not my favorite, but I think he's okay. Um, Scoble on the other side comes in 26.5% strikeout rate on the season facing a Oakland team that, I mean, they don't strike out a ton. What are your thoughts here on Tark Scoble? Yeah, I mean, Scumble's been up and down, but he's been a lot more up recently. He had a tough month where he just really wasn't striking out a ton of guys in July. And then August rolls around, and he's just been rolling through lineups that aren't even that high of strikeout lineups. I don't know what to think of it. Like you said, Oakland really isn't a lineup that strikes out a ton, and they probably are going to platoon out a lot of guys, probably only end up with one lefty in the lineup, and that's going to be Olsen, who really doesn't strike out a ton versus lefties. So it's an interesting spot where I think you can take a shot in tournaments, but this entire 7K range is full of guys that you can take shots with. So he's going to be like Gallon or like Snell with me, just kind of guys that I sprinkle in um, throughout, just hoping that one of them goes with one of their big games because any one of them can have a big one. Um, Oakland Bats, anything? I The Power Bats, like Scoball – may have been pitching really well recently, but he's still near the top of the league in terms of barrels per plate appearance. You got Harrison in there. You got Canha. You got Marte. You got Olsen. You got Gomes. You got Lowry. You got Chapman. All guys that can end up hitting the ball at the ballpark. I know it's not a great ballpark, but I, I'm going to target power bats. I'm not against a stack here, um, but I think this is a perfect spot for power one-offs because you pretty much got one at every single position. Yeah, I mean, I really like the price on Gomes. So if I'm playing Gomes, maybe, you know, kind of get some exposure to Chapman and Kana or Pinder. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think I've played Pinder all season. That, that's a first. So Chad Pinder, 2,700. I mean, it's been a while. I don't know. Maybe like a secondary stack using some of these cheap Oakland bats, I think is okay. Um, as far as Detroit goes, I mean, Haas like is just he's a mashing lefty mashing catcher. Um, I know this is like Derek Cardi. I wish he was on. I wish this this game was on Monday slate because I had a Grinders live show with Cardi and I've been like Eric Haas, the lefty masher, and Cardi's eyes would have exploded. Um, but I mean he's forty eight hundred. He's super expensive in this ballpark, so it's iffy. Yeah, I mean he'd be really the. The main guy to look at. I mean, I'm not paying 5.3K for scope in this matchup. Grossman's fine, but not great. I'm probably just staying away from Detroit bats outside of maybe Haas as a one-off. It was nice when he could play scope and he wasn't so expensive, and then he started hitting the ball really well. I mean, the problem was when he was not expensive, he wasn't actually even paying off his price tag. <laughs> That's true. You had like a two-game span where he was crushing his price tag and then adjusted. <laughs> Colorado at Texas, eight and a half total in this one. Rockies a 135 favorite. Gomber against Lyles. Um, 
Grant, I think the the line might be off on this one a little bit. I, I like Austin Gomber going up against this Texas offense a lot. Yeah, no, I'm kind of right there with you. I think it's a bad line sitting at minus 127. That's just not great. I know that Gomber may not go terribly late into the game, but this is just a bad line where you're getting the better pitcher and the bad, better offense. But in any case, Gomber, yeah, I'm fine with playing him. Like, he's been solid overall this season, above average strikeout pitcher, probably an above average pitcher that just has to play in cores quite a bit. Hasn't been as great recently, and his pitch count has been kind of limited to high 80s, low 90s if he's pitching well. So that's the one thing that kind of worries me, along with his price tag of 8.2K. But that lineup is just so terrible. I think you kind of have to have interest in him. So if you end up in this range, yeah, go ahead and use him. Like, I'm not going to leave money on the board. But he's just kind of sitting in there between a few guys that I like that are a little cheaper and then one guy I like that's about 600 more expensive. So whether I end up with any ownership in Gomber remains to be seen, but the matchup is just juicy going up against this horrible Texas team that has just been bad recently outside of Garcia coming back to life. I mean, yeah, you look at this Texas lineup and the projected lineup has a 270 Woba, an ISO over a hundred and a K rate around 30, 23.5%. That is recipe for success uh for gomber who i mean kind of needs like a bounce back get right spot jordan lyles i mean i don't like the colorado offense but i don't think jordan lyles someone's going to go out and dominate a baseball game yeah the price tag is a little bit interesting but i'm just i'm not gonna go there like lyles can have a decent outing every once in a while this colorado team isn't great but it's not horrible like it's a slightly below average team. It's not like the Rangers who are pretty much a triple A team. So I'm not playing Jordan Lyles. Let's talk bats here. Um, anything stand out to you for the Rockies? Even though I don't like Lyles, I mean, the price tags, they're priced for cores. I mean, Crone is 5.5K. Trevor Story is 5.7. Blackman's 5.7. Connor Joe's 4.6. Rogers is 4.8. I just can't pay those price tags for it. I mean, you could look on FanDuel or look over on Super Draft or something. They're probably a little bit more appealing and they're probably a pretty solid stack over on Super Draft. But on DK, you just really can't pay these price tags for these guys. Um, yeah, I mean, they're so expensive. That's the biggest problem. But like you said on FanDuel, Yahoo, I mean, just kind of pit, you know, look at some of these cheaper bets. Um, I will say if if Hillard's in the lineup for Colorado, he's 2.5K. Um, I mean, the Texas bats, I just, I mean, you mentioned Garcia over the last um, few weeks, last few games um, has been hitting the ball a little bit better. Um, he's 3,500. He is like the one guy that like, I think you can play here. Yeah, that's it. Like he's still too cheap. People use him as a one-off. He's still a good one-off. He's still a decent hitter. He's still underpriced. Everyone else is just trash. Pittsburgh at Chicago taking on the White Sox. Wilson and Giolito, eight and a half total in this one. And the White Sox are a minus 300 favorite. Uh, any interest here in Bryce Wilson? Not against the White Sox, just no. I mean, I know he might have had a decent outing last time, but his overall numbers on the season are just not good. He's not a great pitcher. White Sox lineup is very good right now with everyone in there. Just no interest in him. Giolito on the other side, 8,800 going up against Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I mean, I'm not even going to sugarcoat this. This is by far my favorite pitcher on the slate. Yeah, no, he's the guy I was mentioning that's just a little bit more expensive than Gomber. You can get – you either go in the 7K range with guys or you get up to Giglio. Honestly, locking in Giglio is not a terrible idea on this slate, even though he's going to come in at high ownership. This guy's ace going up against a bad lineup that strikes out quite a bit. Like, this is just a perfect spot. Giglio's the top overall points per dollar play on the entire slate. All right. Um yeah. Yeah. Um I have zero interest in the Pittsburgh bets. None. And then I mean, as the White Sox are concerned, Anderson's banged up. I mean, Jimenez, Abreu, Grandal, Moncada, they're all just kind of expensive. I could definitely see using them. They're not my favorite though. Yeah, Eloy's not terrible at 4.8k. Robert's not terrible at 4.2k. Um, Moncada's not terrible at 4.2k. I'm I'm planning on using a lot of White Sox on this slate. I don't think Bryce Wilson's good. He doesn't give up a ton of fly balls, but he gives up a decent amount of hard contact. Doesn't strike guys out. Ball's going to be put in play. Decent ballpark. I really, I think we're a little bit different. I, I really like the White Sox here. I mean, I don't, I don't hate them. It's more of just the price. Um, but I mean, any, any, any top end stack you're going to be paying, you know, in this four to five k range for. So, yeah. Uh, Cleveland against Kansas City. Plezik against Miner in this one, seven and a half total. Royals, a 125 favorite. Um, any interest here in Zach Plezik? I don't think so at 8.5K. Like I said, you can get to Giolito, you get down some other guys. The guys' numbers on the season is really just not very good, doesn't strike guys out. Just not an overall great pitcher. This price, like he should be a very good pitcher. It's just a mispricing here. So, no, not playing Plezik. Yeah, I mean, you're paying 8500 for a guy that has one game in his last 10 starts with five or more strikeouts, and it was against Detroit. So, I mean, it's not like the Kansas City lineup is great. This is not a big strikeout guy. He's 16%, and you're paying 8500 for him. So, I'm out. Um, and then on the other side, Mike Miner. Top of the order is really good. The bottom of the order is really bad. But I still, I mean, I guess, like, if you're just looking for someone that's cheap, maybe you end up on Mike Miner because he's going to throw 90-plus pitches, and if he's pitching well, they'll probably let him go over 100. Do you have any interest in Miner? Yeah, I have a decent amount of interest in him. He's sitting there at 7K. It's just too cheap, cheap of a price tag. I'm probably more apt to go with guys like Gallon, Snell, like I mentioned earlier, in the slightly more expensive range. Um, but if I can't get up there, Miner is the guy that I would rather go with. Sitting at an above-average strikeout rate, like you said, he can go up to 100 pitches. The bottom of this lineup, after you get past Ramirez, strikes out a pretty heavy clip. So if he's pitching all right, then and he's running on the right side of home run to fly ball variance, it's only going to be 78 degrees over in Kansas City. So I really don't hate it. Like Miner is a guy that I end up playing a lot, and I think this spot's a pretty solid overall spot, and the price tag is a little bit too low. Um, bats, anything on the Cleveland side? Jose Ramirez is a one off every single day. Fran Mill with a platoon split is fine. Other guys are cheap, but I'm staying away. Yeah, just so expensive. Um, he's good. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, 
he's so expensive. It's such a tough ask. Um, Kansas City side against Plesic. I mean, you could always play Salvador Perez. The dude has 38 home runs on the season. Like, quietly. Like, I mean, we're not even talking most days about how much this guy's just crushing the ball. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Kansas City bets? I mean, I I don't actually hate them. I mean, Witt has not been great this season, but Plesic's still giving up some of the most barrels in the league. Like, he's... He can give up some bombs. Perez, obviously a good one-off catcher. But throwing in Santana, if he's in the lineup there, 2.7K. Benintendi at 3K. Dozier, O'Hearn. Like, all these guys are super cheap. You can make a pretty cheap stack with Perez in there. I don't hate it. Like, I honestly think this is going to be a pretty sneaky spot. I know the weather isn't fantastic for hitting. But the price tags on these guys are really low outside of Perez, who's just a great overall play on this slate. I'm, I'm just I, – I really don't think Plesek's great, and he's still giving up a 233 ISO to righties on the season. So there's a spot where you can get some cheap home runs from Dozier, from Her, O'Hearn, from Benintendi, and then you can throw Perez in there. All right, we got the Cubs and – the Twins, Davies, and Gant facing off in this one. I mean, this game opened at eight and a half. It's nine and a half mostly everywhere. There's one spot um, that's a 10. And, I mean, the Twins are a 160 favorites. Any interest here in Zach Davies? No, dude doesn't strike anyone. He walks, guys. He's, he's going to get crushed here. John Gant, Cubs, any interest? He's just a bad pitcher in a very good matchup. I'm still not going to play a guy who walks about as many guys as he strikes out. I like both the offenses in this game. I, we haven't been able to like, like the Cubs in so long, but I kind of like the Cubs here. You know, the guys you want to play, I mean, wisdom's kind of expensive and I mean, Hap is kind of expensive, but the rest of this lineup just overall is cheap. So I kind of like the Cubs. Yeah, I think it's a stack or fade spot for me. I mean, Gant just can get so wild and walk so many guys that they're going to end up being some guys on base. So I don't hate it. A lot of the guys that you don't really want that much are super cheap. Like you said, Hap and Wisdom are the two main bats that you want into your lineup, but they're both a little bit more expensive. But throwing in the rest of these bats and rounding out that way is a pretty solid way to get a team that could put up five, six, seven runs in this spot here. Maybe not give up a ton of home runs because Gant's really not a huge fly ball guy, but doubles and singles, you can get it, end up getting there with these price tags. And then on the Minnesota side, I think like Minnesota is super in play here too. The pricing on these guys just make them, I mean, you could stack them. You could use them as a secondary stack. You could one off these guys. They're just, they're too cheap. Yeah, they're the top point per dollar stack on the slate by a pretty decent margin. I mean, Davies is not good. Doesn't give him a ton of fly balls, but you got some decent fly ball hitters that are just priced way too cheaply. I mean, Sano's sitting at 47% fly ball rate. He's 3.6K. Kepler is sitting at a 43% fly ball rate. He is 4.1K. Donaldson's great. Polanco, good. Buxton is just incredibly too cheap, like he has been at 3.2K. He's one of the top point per dollar plays on the entire slate. He's just a great spot going up against a not very good pitcher. And, Bullpen behind him is really not great either. So, yeah, just absolutely hammer what uh, 
twins. There we go. I figured it out. Uh, hammer the twins into your lineups. All right. Yankees and Angels. Um, sounds like it's going to be Jameis and Tyon going up against Berea. Eight and a half total here. Uh, the Yankees are 130 favorites. Any interest here in Jameis and Tyon? Is it Berea? That's what I'm showing. Yeah, that's what I'm showing too. DraftKings currently says that Otani will not crew pit, but I guess we've seen this multiple times before. I think it was just But they've been pitch. waiting to like add him too, so you could really just kind of yeah. wait and see. Plus he's had multiple starts pushed back, so um, Tyon he's fine. I, again, I, he's in the price range where I'd rather go Gallon, I'd rather go Snell. Um, so I'm probably not going to use him. If you land on him, that's fine. He's an above average strikeout rate guy going up against a team that's Striking out at a 25% clip, it's really not a whole bunch of bats you have to worry about. You worry about home runs with Tyon and really outside of Otani and Walsh, not a ton of home runs in this offense. So it's not a terrible play. If you want something safer than Snell or Gallon, go ahead and go with him. But he's just an all right play overall on the slate. Uh, any interest in Berea? No, he's not going to go late enough into the game. I can't remember exactly what his pitch count was. Let me check real quick. Yeah, he's he hasn't gotten over 55 pitches in any of the last three outings, so wouldn't be surprised if he only goes 58, 60, and even at 6.4K, guy that's not really a big strikeout guy is not going to end up getting there. Um, Bats in this game, Yankees. Yeah, I think you can definitely use the Yankees. I'm not a huge fan of this ballpark, and it's going to be under 70 degrees over in L.A., but Aria's not really great. The Yankees' bats are – some a lot of them are still underpriced. Like Rizzo has a platoon split as 3.8K. Gallo has a platoon split as 4.5K. Judge is always good, but stands under 5K. Ursula, any of these other bats in the rest of the lineup – are all pretty solidly priced. So just the Yankees, like most days, are underpriced and going up against a bad pitcher. Yeah, stack them up. Um, as far as Barry is concerned, he's a low strikeout pitcher that gives up a ton of hard contact. So Judge, Stanton, Gallo, Rizzo, all these guys I think are very, very um, in play here. Um, Angels. I mean, if Otani's not pitching, you can play Otani pretty much every single day. Outside of him, like, Tyon's really not a terrible pitcher, so I'm just targeting one-off power, two-off power. So it's Otani, it's Walsh, and then Marsh is probably fine for his price tag. Adele's fine to throw in there, so I don't really want to. Stassi, if he's in the lineup, I can definitely play him, but really you're just targeting power. Uh, San Diego going up against Arizona. Blake Snell, Zach Gollin, uh, eight and a half total in this one. Padres, a 160 favorites. Um, any interest here in Blake Snell? I mean, if you believe in his home road splits, you shouldn't play him. I don't know if I do, so I will probably play him. Obviously, he's been terrible on the road, great at home this season. But this is a guy that can end up getting you 30 points at 7.7K. Arizona, really not a great team, not a horribly high strikeout team with their current lineup, but Snell can bow through almost anyone. So 
Hope he doesn't get wild. Play him in tournaments. Yeah, I mean, he's coming off a game where he threw 122 pitches, and he's thrown over 100 pitches in four of his last five starts. San Diego's making a huge push right now. He's 7,700 going up against Arizona. Um, he put up 40 against this team at the beginning of the month. You know, the upside's there. Zach Gollin on the other side. It's a tough San Diego lineup. Um, I mean, he's coming off of some good starts, but I, I just think the matchup is too tough. Yeah, I want to wait and see where ownership's at, but I think regardless, I'm going to end up with a share or two of them. Um, guy can just strike out far too many bats. He's probably going to face a decent amount of righties in this lineup. The thing that worries me is everyone knows how to work a count in this lineup, and Gallon can get a little bit wild and walk some guys. Again, I still think it's worth it in tournaments, especially if he's going to come in at low ownership. The guy can go over 100 pitches. He's pitched well recently. He's got great stuff. He can easily end up mowing through these guys. Just know that there's a possibility at a real bad outing here. Um, any interest in the Padres' bats? Power righties, so Tatis, Machado, and then a full stack just because, like I said, and I work the count. Gallon can get wild. They're a good lineup, but if, I, if I'm targeting any bats in particular, it's it's Machado and it's Tatis. Yeah, I mean they're expensive. I don't mind them. I really just I don't love the bats overall in this game. Um, I mean, even on the Arizona side, I could definitely see using them as a mini stack if. Snell starts getting a lot of ownership because of his price, but overall, I just don't have a ton of interest here. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing every time Snell's on the mound. Stack or fade for the opposing team. If he is going to be chalky, then I'll generally stack him up. You get leverage on the field. A lot of these guys aren't terribly cheap, but those are the bats that you want. Marte, who's 5K, but just mashes. And then Kelly. But like Blake Snell, he can end up with a horrible outing, especially after pitching 122 pitches in the last one, which I think was the day after the bullpen game. That was the day they – did they – was that the 15-inning game? Cannot remember exactly, but I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Heck of a game to watch. But, yeah, so Snell, never know what's going to happen to a pitcher after he pitches 122 pitches. It could be great. could be terrible, but – Snell is, could always be great or be terrible. So it's stack or fade for me. Um, all right. We got the Brewers and the Giants. Woodruff against Quintana. Um, you know, switching switching uniforms for Jose Quintana. Seven and a half total. The Brewers are 130 favorites. Um, any interest here in Woodruff? Yeah, I think you have to. I mean, he's one of the two, three guys that you can pay up for on the slate. All three of them are pretty solid options. I don't know if I have a huge preference. I think guy in the next game is the one I would rather play. But Woodruff is in there at 9.4K and just struck out, what, 10 batters? Going up against a tough Giants team, that's going to be 57 degrees over in San Francisco. So solid, solid pitching weather here. And even though San Francisco is a pretty solid overall team, they do strike out an above average clip. So, yeah, Woodruff is firmly in play. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely, you know, ju we just saw Burns strike out with nine um, against the Giants on Monday night. So Woodruff has the same type of um, upside ceiling. Jose Quintana, I'm going to pass. Um, it's yep. an easy pass for me. Yeah, no, he's not going to go late enough for the game. 
Uh, Brewers bats. Anything that you like here? Bullpen bait game. Not a great ballpark. Bad weather. I'm probably staying away from him. The guy that I'd have the most interest is is Willie Adamas, but I mean, this is a guy that just I think he was scratched. Um or just didn't even didn't even make the lineup on Monday. So I mean that for me. I'm gonna pass. Um and I just don't like the Giants either. Like you said, cold weather, good pitcher. Um doesn't seem like a spot to like go crazy here. Yeah, I'm passing on him. All right, um, Atlanta Adelaide taking on the Dodgers. We got Morton and Bueller facing off in this one. Eight total. Dodgers are one seventy five favorites. Um, any interest here in Charlie Morton against the Dodgers? Probably not. He has been pretty good over the last few months. Solid strikeout pitcher, but this is a tough lineup. His price tag being that close to Giolito, I'm probably staying away. Yeah, I think it's a stay away spot for me too. Um, I, gosh, if he was a little bit cheaper, I'd be like, maybe we could do it. Maybe we could take shots. But I mean, it does make an interesting tournament pivot if Julio is going to be like forty percent owned. I know. Want to do it? I know. That's what I was just uh... Yeah, because there's really not anyone else in that price range that has a shot. At putting up 25 plus points and more than even a tough match versus the Dodgers, he can he can still put up a pretty solid overall outing. I'm probably still not gonna do it, but it's something to think about. <laughs> uh it's so it's so somewhat tempting, right? Yeah. Uh Bueller on the other side, he's 10-5. I mean, when we're looking at Walker Bueller. This dude has been pitching lights out. Like something just clicked in August for him, and he's like, "All right, I'm I'm gonna light it up now." Yeah, I yeah, know eight strikeouts and four straight. Even though there was some solid matchups, he's been pitching close to 110 pitches in every single outing over the last five. Like he's dealing. It's not an easy matchup going up against. And like, did Freeman get injured, or did he get? scratched i know he just had a home run no that was it i I saw a notification while we were on the show um that's what i was thinking of it was a home run not that so never mind (laughs) um yeah bueller is right up there with mccullers woodruff again take anyone you want they're all probably priced accordingly all right um <laughs> I'm I mean I'm not I can't do bats in this game overall. Yeah. I mean I'll never argue with a Dodger stack, especially when they're gonna be low owned, but probably staying away. I'll never argue with a Dodger stack either, but I don't think this is the spot that I'm gonna pull the trigger. All right, we finish it out with Houston at Seattle. We got Lance McCullers against Yusei Kikuchi. Eight total in this game, and the Astros are a 160 favorites. Any interest here in Lance McCullers? Yeah, yeah, I really like him here. I mean, he's going up against Seattle. He has been talked about Bueller being pretty dominant recently. McCullers has been right there with him. 
last five outings outside of one versus Minnesota. He's averaging 27 points per outing. Like, he's solid. And he just put up 25 points against this team last time. Again, I don't know if I have a huge preference with any of the top three guys, but they're all priced about five to 800 away from each other. So you can play any of them. I have no problem with McCullers on the slate. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think he's in play a little bit more expensive than some of these other guys. So I think that's just kind of where I run into the biggest problem. Um, and then, I mean, Kikuchi on the other side is a lefty going up against Houston. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I'll probably end up with three lefty bats in the lineup. I I don't know if I can play him. I mean, he's giving up a ton of hard contact to righties, pretty big ISO, sitting over 200 to righties, and he's going to be facing Altuve, Guriel, Correa, Bregman in this lineup. Just kind of stacked, and even the lefties in the lineup, it's not like Alvarez can't do some damage. It's not like Brantley and Tucker don't have incredibly low K rates going up against lefties. So there's just not a ton of upside here. Um, yeah. Bats, the Houston bats. I mean, they're so expensive, but I do think like they're a stacker fade spot for me. Yeah. Yeah. They're just tough to pay up for. I mean, you're going to have to double stack them probably with a cheap stack or take some cheap one-offs. I don't hate it. I mean, Kikuchi has been pretty hit or miss recently. He's had some good starts. He's had some bad starts. Definitely struggles versus righties, but I mean, I'll never argue with Brantley or Tucker, um, even in lefty-lefty matchups when they're just this cheap. So you can make the stack work, and I think they're going to come in pretty low-owned. I just don't know how much I'm going to be able to end up stacking them because of their price tags. All right. Um, anything on the Seattle side? Nah, I'm just staying away. Hanniger or Seeger are fine as one-offs, as they are every day, because they're always cheap. But no real interest for me. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then uh, we'll get out of here. Grant, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? I'm going to go with Blake Snell. All right. Um, I think I'll go Scoble. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? There's a lot of obvious ones. I'll go a little bit less obvious. I'm going Ryu. All right. I'm going to go Zach Davies. That's a very obvious one. That is right. Um, over 4K to hit a home run today. Who do you got? I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with Vlad. All right. Um, I was trying to find. Give me, give me um, Springer. Both Toronto. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Buxton. Josh Donaldson. Yeah, I figured you are going to take a Twins bat too. I mean, they're so cheap. They're pretty Gosh. obvious. Stack today, I think, or lineup is going to be Twins, Blue Jays double stack with G. Lito and whatever other pitcher you can fix fit in there. People hate playing the Blue Jays. I don't know why. I, I always think they're going to be chalky every day. And then, like, every day. They're, they're always expensive. Chalky. Like, the bats you want are always so tough to pay for. Um, Stack to score six or more runs. Who do you got? Twins. All right. 
fine. Take the twins. Um, trying to go with like a not so obvious one. I mean, I think you talked me onto the White Sox a little bit more than I had originally thought. So give me the White Sox. Yeah, then, then when they don't, I can just blame it on you because you talked me into it. Yeah, no, that's entirely fair. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, time for me to go to bed. Well, enjoy your golf trip. We'll see you in a week or so. That'll wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back on Wednesday talking more baseball with my buddy, Chief Justice. Good luck, everyone. See you then. See you, kids.